Hey, Mama, hey, you're listening to Deb. And here at Mama's Mission, our heart is to encourage and equip you or inspire you, really, to intentionally raise Jesus-loving kids. In today's episode, it seems so long ago that I actually did this interview, but it was last year, and my prep for releasing the podcast, I interviewed Heather Shriver-Burns, and you are in for such a treat today. Basically, I follow her podcast, which is called Seek First CEO, and she shares a whole bunch of stuff about biblical brain-based coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. It's a really good podcast, but in one of her episodes I was listening to as I was taking a wee stroll, I heard her say the term biblical-minded kids, and I thought, hmm, that I need to interview her. I really want to pick her brains on what she means by that. So that's what this episode is all about, biblical-minded kids, basically talking about what Heather means by that and her using some real-life examples on how she's discipling her kids and some encouragement for the mama out there who is thinking, hmm, okay, I know I really probably should look at doing this, but how do I do this? Where do I start? That kind of thing. So if you are interested in any of that, you are in for a real treat, and I pray that you are super blessed by this episode. Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb, and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat, kick back and get ready to be inspired. Thank you so much for joining me, Heather. You are on Mama's Mission and I am beyond excited to be able to interview you. I would love it if, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I think you can share way more than I can. I was praying a little bit about the interview before we started and I really felt, you know, obviously I want to hear, you know, you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, but I'd really love to hear a bit of your story as well. So could you do that for our listeners? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. What a, what an honor and a pleasure to get to hang out with you. Oh man. So the... Tell us a little bit about you. I am, <laughs> yes, I am a mom to three. Actually, we just had two birthdays in our house. So I've got to, you know, regroup with my brain about their ages, but I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And so I have been, been a mom and that's really I'm used to talking about the entrepreneur journey as a mother. So this will be really fun to get to talk really kind of just about more of the mom side of things, but I'm a mom and I'm married to my best friend going on almost 10 years. And I live in Pennsylvania in the United States. I've lived a little bit in different States, but I went to school to be a teacher, had no other questions about what I was called to do or created to do. And then until I was a teacher for three years and then quickly was like this was not what I actually anticipated. So I got into the sales world, did a lot of different sales and a couple of different things. And then when I became a mom is when I really was 
open to the eyes of entrepreneurship. And I never thought I had an entrepreneur bone in my body, but when I became a mom and really wanted more flexibility to be able to be home, but also pursue a career and do what God created me to do, that got me on the entrepreneur journey. So I've been an entrepreneur for eight years, working from home, almost nine uh, years. And so it's been fun. And doing that in conjunction with being a mom has been uh, a challenge. So that's a little bit about me, but I am a coach. I coach uh, Christian entrepreneurs. I have a master neuroscience and biblical life coaching certification. So really I love walking alongside moms who are also entrepreneurs and love helping them really change their mind uh, so that they can be transformed by the renewing of their mind and have the mind of Christ so that then they can do all the things that God created them to do, including business, motherhood, all, all of the things that encompass what all the hats that we wear. That is really, really awesome. I forgot actually that we have that in common because I'm a teacher as well. So that's pretty cool. But I think I, I, yeah, I've, I've been in and out of the profession probably for the last, I don't know, I lose count, maybe 18 years. I don't know. It's so cool. And I'm sure you've got heaps of schools that you've transferred from teaching to what you're doing now. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And what's so interesting is that you know, when I left the teaching the classroom world, there were times where I thought, oh, how did I hear God wrong? Or did I do the wrong thing? You know, you kind of question was, how could I, why am I not doing that anymore? But God showed me I am a teacher. That's a spiritual gift of mine. I assume it's probably a spiritual gift of yours. And so I do teach. I just teach a different in my classroom looks a little different, whether that's in my home and I'm teaching my kids or whether that's in a, in a client setting where I'm working with another woman who is an entrepreneur, but I am a teacher at heart. That is really my nature. And so it was really fun when the, when God showed me that it was, he was, no, you've been a teacher all along. Your classroom just looks a little bit different. Yeah, that's so true. Actually. I was just thinking that you don't have to be in the specific profession to utilize those spiritual gifts. And that leads so nicely into the first part of like where I want to go with the interview. And I remember, as I mentioned just before we recorded, that you mentioned in a podcast, because I've been listening to your podcast for a wee while now, and it was talking about, you mentioned kingdom-minded kids, you know, just having the heavenly focus. And uh, that just piqued my interest because that's where my heart is, you know, to inspire and equip mamas to get intentional about discipling their kids. So I just really would love it if you could unpack that a little bit more. What does that actually mean for you? Yeah, that is so interesting that we're having this conversation today because my husband and I were just having a conversation about this this morning. And, you know, I think all of us have, when we think about Jesus and God and, and the Holy Spirit and whether you were raised in church or you have, you, you came to know him at an adult age, it is all about a relationship. And I am so excited on Friday morning, my little guy, my oldest little guy comes downstairs and he said, mom, guess what I just did. And I said, what? And he said, I just accepted Jesus into my heart as my Lord and savior. And I was like, you did. And he said, yes. And I said, yeah, he goes, I did it in my room, in my bed. And I just asked him and I, I just heard today is going to be a great day. And so we've had a lot of conversations about God. We, you know, we go to church, we have, uh, he, he's in third grade. And so he just joined something. Our school has something called JBQ. It's junior Bible quiz. And he's learning a lot of facts about the Bible, which is awesome. And, but one of my, um, 
I guess, I don't know if worries is the right word, but concerns is that I don't want my children to grow up just knowing facts about God. I want my children to experience God, to have a relationship with him, to walk with the Holy Spirit. And so it was just really, um, I'm really one of my highest moments as a mom. So the the timing of this podcast, you know, uh, it's just really awesome that I got to hear him tell me that. And then we've been able to have this dialogue about this, but I was saying to my husband, I was actually raised in a Christian home has gone to church since I was brand new, the baby, uh, newborn. I've I've not really known anything different other than in my twenties, really finding God myself. And then in my thirties, having a going through a really traumatic season of my life, but I found a deeper depth of a relationship with Jesus. And all of that to say that I was sharing with my husband, it's really interesting that our, our oldest is now coming into this, whereas I am also continually learning what is kingdom. I think sometimes as believers, we can read scripture and we can either take it at a surface value or face value. And we don't necessarily uncover what that means. Personally, in my own walk with the Lord, I am in this journey of what is kingdom? What really does that mean? When we see Jesus through the gospels and we see his example of the new covenant and what Jesus came to do, it's like, wait, like what really is kingdom? And so I believe that it's a, I think all of us are on a journey to uncover what truly is kingdom. And it's just fun that I'm on this journey now as a, you know, I'm, I just turned 39, but my eight year old, so it's going to be really fun. And I just was thanking the Lord about that because as I'm learning, I get to shepherd and disciple and, and we, my husband and I, right, get to really show him what we are uncovering. And it's that what we hear about God or what we, what we facts, right. Versus what we are experiencing and what that personal relationship with us is. So I'll stop there. I have so much to say about this, um, but it's just really fun. The timing of it all. That is so cool. I mean, first of all, goals right there. When your son walks down the, the stairs and says that, Oh my goodness, I bet you just beamed. And the fact that he did it himself, like, it, I mean, okay, it's great if to be able to lead your kids through it yourself, but he just took that. Like, I was way further along with my walk, you know, because I was raised in a Christian home as well. But I don't think I really took that faith on as my own until I was about 13. So that's really awesome. Eight. Oh, yes. So my, my children, I'm sure you experience, my children are very different. So my oldest is very analytical. He is very factual. He wants to really, he's very engineer minded. So he wants to know how things work. He's asked my husband and I, a lot of really tough questions. I'm very feelings. I'm an emotional, you know, I am like all up in my feelings. So for me, faith is faith. It's a feeling, it's a hope, it's a trust, right? Whereas my son's a little different. He wants to know, and he's asked me questions. How do you know God is real? stuff, really deep things for an eight-year-old to be thinking. And my husband is much more factual. He's likes to research and dig deeper. And so my prayer has been, God, speak to Nico the way that he receives it. Like I receive it. And this, this just really hit me the other day is this is all what a relationship is about, right? My relationship with my best friend and how I hang out with them or spend time with them looks different than the way that I hang out with my husband. It looks different than the way that I hang out with my children. And that's how God meets all of his children. He knows our dynamics. He knows our makeup. And so that's been the cry of my heart. Lord, speak to my children the way that they receive it. Speak to them in their language, in their, you know, if someone's really feelings or someone's very I don't know, visual or whatever it may be. And I love how God can meet us where we are 
and reveal himself to us. And that was just a beautiful thing for me to experience that morning. It's like, yes, I told my husband one down, two to go. Okay. Uh, right. So yes, we a hashtag goals. Yes. As any mom, that's, I think that's all of our heart is that we want them to follow follow Jesus. And you talked about discipleship too. And I just did a lesson about this in my, in one of my coaching groups and, you know, being a disciple of Jesus is following him is, is studying his ways. Right. And then joining in on his mission. And I think that'll be so cool for me to be able to walk alongside my little guy and soon, you know, my daughter and my other one, uh, but really to show them, what does that mean? You know, it's not because we even talked about this. I said, well, what did you say? I just out of curiosity, you know, the, the mm. typical sinner's prayer and there's that. And I don't, you know, I, and he's, he said, oh, I don't remember. I don't think I said everything that I said. He said, I didn't say it all perfect. I said, buddy, it's not about exactly what you say. It's your heart. It really doesn't matter. And he said, oh, and we got into this long conversation. He said, so what you mean is it doesn't just matter if you repeat that, that thing. It's, it's, it's different. I said, Yeah. Because man looks at the outward, right? Maybe what you say, but God knows your heart inside. He's not looking for you to say the right thing. So it's just, it's been really fun, really fun to see it in a different perspective of through, through your kid's eyes. That is really awesome. I think you touched on it ever so briefly, but I'd love to kind of backtrack a little bit and see how you like kind of be a bit nosy. How do you intentionally disciple your kids in the home? Like, obviously, I mean, in a perfect world, it would just happen and your kids would just come to know the Lord and boom, you didn't really have to do any hard work. But did you do anything to lay a foundation? So we we go to church, you know, there is that, which I can honestly say, sometimes my kids don't like church. I think there's different reasons for that, whether it's, you know, they want to stay with me or they don't. And my, one of my kids doesn't really like to sing. So he doesn't really love the worship part of it, like the, the music and my other one loves to sing. And so Anyways, I, you know, we, we go to church. So there's that we, we try to surround ourselves with other godly people following the Lord. And so that they're around people who have the same language. Right. Um, but for us, you know, I was, I've talked a lot about motherhood is, is a, I think it's a challenge for all of us. It's a gift. Right. And there are, for me, it's, it's a challenge. I, uh, especially as an entrepreneur, very driven, I, you know, there's, that's a whole other story of putting my business before my family and the Lord showed me, you know, that being an idol and my first responsibility, my first person to really share Jesus with, cause I love sharing Jesus with women. Uh, but those, my kids, my kids are the first person. And so anyways, I was talking with a lot of other moms with older kids and whatnot. One of the best advices that I got was that kids catch things more than they here, right. You can tell it's kind of like, don't do as I say, not as I do, or, or that vice versa. It's well, kids catch what you do. And so, yes, we, we have, we, we, we don't do it every single night, but we have family devotions. We've got a, well, our littlest guy just turned four. So, I mean, there's a, there's a range of intellectual, you know, but we, we talk about God all the time and we pray. We really, my heart is that we just moved into this new house. And so I want my kids to catch, catch it rather than just be told it, right? Facts about it, facts about God. And, and I think there's nothing, there's, there's beauty in learning scripture. There's beauty in learning facts, but we really, we see it when we see it. I've been praying over this new house of ours saying that, um, really just giving this declaration that the presence of the Lord is evident here. 
This is a house of miracles, signs, and wonders. The presence of the Lord is evident here. I want the presence of the Lord to be evident here and that my children see miracles and signs and wonders as a way of living. I think that's kingdom to me. That's kingdom. We saw Jesus doing miracles, signs, and wonders, and that's going to look different, right, for all of us, but I want our home to be a place that that's normal, right? So when we walk outside and we are bringing heaven to earth, kingdom, and everywhere we go, that that that's normal to them. So if they don't feel the presence of the Lord somewhere, that they'll know that something's different here and that they get to bring that into that space. So while I would love to sit here and say, we have Bible study every night and we learn a scripture every single week and all of those things, have we tried to do that? I mean, we have some things posted on our fridge. We've, we've done Bible verses weekly. We've tried a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, I want our language and our lifestyle to be more like Jesus than just what we say and do. Yeah, hundred percent. I will completely agree with you. That's what I harp on about here. It's more about making it authentic and yeah. real. And we can totally tell our kids to we're blue in the face about God and we really just have to live it. And that's how we they're going to pick it up. Like, I just love that concept that you were talking about, about them catching Jesus, because that's really all it is, isn't it? Just living and breathing him in your home. And that's when they want to take it on as their own. Yeah, I used to get really frustrated about my quiet time and that my kids would interrupt. And I mean, to the point I used to get, angry because it was like, what gives, you know, what, why, why can't it, why can I not get this hour by myself, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. And the Lord changed my heart about that. It was like, that's how they're going to see. And so my quiet time with three kids looks a lot different in different seasons. It looks actually in this season right now, it looks very different. Uh, but I'm okay with them interrupting now because then they get to see what mommy's doing as opposed to this I do this alone and they don't get to see me. And while that might look different and I don't always get the quiet that I would like, and maybe not as long as I would like, I've, I've just really changed my heart about, I want them to see me doing things rather than just telling them. And I think that's, it goes back to that, the program that my son is involved in. He's learning a lot of facts about God, which in the Bible, which is wonderful. And I want him to experience that. So that he has a tangible experience that wa walks with him in his life. Because for me personally, being raised in a Christian home, I learned a lot of facts about God and Jesus and Holy Spirit was kind of left out a little bit growing up. Not, I mean, it, 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 he was involved, but not nearly as much. When I think, when I think of kingdom now, I'm, we cannot have kingdom without the Holy Spirit. And so that's a whole other conversation that we could dive into, but I want my kids to experience the Lord in a relational way. And so I think that God's going to do that really again, how, however they're going to receive that. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. We're all on a journey. We're all on a journey of uncovering. What does this really mean? hundred percent. Yeah, I would completely agree. I mean, all I'm doing here is sitting, nodding away because I completely agree with everything you're saying on the, um, sorry, not on the flip side. Well, what would you say to the overwhelmed mama who's listening here and thinking, okay, you've convinced me like, yeah, I totally know I need to start thinking about this a wee bit more. Where do I even start? Because, you know, as we've touched on a little bit, we want to make this real to our kids. I mean, you've given a great example about doing your quiet time in front of them, making them more aware. Do you have any other suggestions? 
Yeah. My first thing is, and I love this. So I, I am a, a, a mindset coach, so I catch words a lot. And so what you had said was, what's that mom thinking that she needs to think about this a little bit more? This is my first advice to her. When we use words like need, have to, must, should, there is a sense of pressure that comes with that. Like I have to do this in order to, or I need to do this. And so I would just challenge you to maybe ask yourself, how does it feel when you say, I need to start doing devotions, or I need to start doing this, or I should start doing that. Or, I have to start doing that. Okay. Ask yourself how that makes you feel as opposed to, I want, I can I don't know about you, but there are, and I tell my kids this all the time, like there are countries that you, you can't openly have a Bible and like, that's a hard concept to wrap your head around. But I think, no, I can God, God wants to spend time with me. And I think religion, right. will say, oh, you have to, you need to, you should, you must. Whereas relationship will say, I want to, I can, I choose to, I get to, I get to teach my children about the Lord. I get to. And so that'd be the first step for that. Like if you're talking, if you're needing and shooting and having and musting on yourself, man, there is pressure filled with that. God doesn't want you to only do this out of pressure and out of this obligation. He wants you to do this out of mama. I chose you to be this little baby's mother and, and like your responsibility here on earth, you get to nurture and guide you get to, it's a, you get to, it's an honor. It's a privilege. And so taking that pressure off yourself and putting it more of a pleasure and I can, and I get to, I think changes everything for me. Cause when I start to feel like, well, I should, I'm literally thinking over here on my bookcase, I've got two devotionals that we just moved. So we're still kind of getting into the, I'm like, Oh, I, I really, when I say stuff like I should really get those out and we should do those at dinner. That's a total, that's a, that's a whole vibe and a whole feeling that comes with that as opposed to, you know what, I want to bring this out to dinner tonight and let's have a conversation about this because we, we can, and we get to, okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is something that's come up a lot is prayer. So I'm always talking to the Lord. Uh, I often do it in my car and I used to do it when nobody was in there. And of course, if you're I mean, when you're a mom, there's not a lot of quiet time ever anywhere. And so I just pray in the car, even if my kids are sitting next to me and my kids will often say, what are you saying? What are you doing? Mommy, what'd you say? And I said, oh, I'm just praying. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? It sounds like, well, the other day my says, my son said, that sounds like gibberish. What are you saying? I said, I'm just talking to God. So I think again, it doesn't have to be this like big lesson or this big thing. It can just be them catching it. Oh, my mom prays all the time when we drive in the car, right? Even if music is going or there's a movie on or that, you know, there's stuff going on. And so I think that when you ask that question, I was like, oh yeah, that's been something that's come up a lot with my kids saying, what are you, mom, are you talking? What are you doing? I'm just talking to Jesus. Are like, oh, okay. You know, so I think there's just little things that we, we get to do that. I think that that mom feeling pressure is don't overcomplicate it. Release yourself of the pressure. And I have this phrase that the Lord gave me a few weeks ago in a coaching call, but pressure robs us of the pleasure. That's good. Pressure robs us of the pleasure. And I, I am not saying every single part of motherhood do I think it, I mean, I, I've always tell people, listen, motherhood is the area that God stretches me the most. So to be on this podcast, talking about motherhood, I'm like, Lord, you are humbling me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I have many days. I do not, do not feel by any means. I am the perfect role model mom. Uh, however, I'm doing my best and I am 
doing it with the Lord and asking the Holy spirit, give me more fruit. I need, I need the fruit so that I display all the, all the, you know, the fruit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, the self-control. But I, um, I think, you know, don't pressure yourself into this. I just remind myself, God chose me to be their mom. And if I'm staying tethered to the Lord and doing that in my me, because I think it's another thing too, mama, you have to remember that you are a daughter. And you're a daughter first. You're a daughter before you're a wife. You're a daughter before you're a mother. You're a daughter before you are, if you are, whatever your your career is, teacher, entrepreneur, whatever that is, you're a daughter first. And when we can grasp that concept that, wait, I'm a daughter. And so we have to sit in that and own that first. And I think that positions us and puts us in a place where we be, we are a better mom, wife, et cetera. Yeah, I would completely agree. I love that concept. You're a daughter first. That's what God gave me because I was, you know, P.S., not an expert here by any means, totally winging this whole motherhood thing. But I think as you alluded to, it was, you know, we're doing this with Christ. It's not something that we need to do in our own strength. And that's what he wants. I think he takes us into motherhood to stretch us, to grow us, but really just to fall at his feet and say, oh my gosh, I cannot do this without you. Can you help me out here? Because I'm really screwing this up by myself. Oh yeah. I often say, Lord, help me. And my kids will, if if my kids are giving me like a real big attitude or I often will say, help me Jesus or help me Holy Spirit. I'm always like, help me. I I need help because in my flesh, I, I cannot, I cannot do this. And to me, that is poor in spirit, right? When we, the poor in spirit is the desperation for the need to partner with and do this with the Lord. Uh, absolutely. A hundred percent. We're not meant to do it alone, right? We're not no. meant to do any aspect alone. And when we do, that's where things get a little messy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're so right. I love the whole concept of do- a daughter first. We really are. We kind of forget that because motherhood is quite so serving. You really just, even through quite a few seasons in motherhood, you're just putting the other person first. Even sometimes when you're in the season of being a wife, you know, you're putting your your spouse first. That's just the way it goes sometimes. And so recognizing that you are a daughter first, that is really powerful. And that's what God kind of spoke to me about. It was how about, you know, we can equip these mamas all we want but we really just need to encourage them to get get right with him first. Like that's really what it comes down to. They can't lead or inspire or do anything if they're not on the right page with him. So that is so key. Such great tips about like just, again, making it authentic and real. It's not necess- It's not hard. Just pray in front of your kids. Like, and who cares that they think you're weird? Let's, you just go with it. And I, I need to do that more, actually. I think I... I think that's really awesome to do that. And recently we've been encouraged to pray more in tongues. And mm-hmm. my husband is really good at praying in tongues aloud. So my daughter's really aware of what that sounds like, but she hasn't heard me do it a lot. So that would be really cool for me to do it more in the car. Yes. Oh, yes. That you're talking about that. So I actually was raised that that uh, speaking in tongues, private prayer, however you word it, uh, was... Yeah cessationist that, that, that no longer exists. Okay. And so I have my own testimony on that. I have received my prayer language. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and so, yes, that is part of it. And I even asked a mentor at one time, am I allowed to do that in front of my kids? You know, if they, 
but I didn't grow up with that. So I didn't hear that at all. And so that's been part of it. And that's part of the praying, praying in the car. I do it quietly. You know, I don't really make a big, big, big thing of it. Sometimes I pray you know, just a normal prayer. And then other times it is my, my prayer language. And that is often when they say, what are you saying? That sounds like gibberish or that, you know, so it's, yes, I think, how, how are they supposed to know? Right. Um, you know, we talk about all these other concepts that we want to talk to our kids about before, before their, before their friends talk to them about it or some, or the TV talks to them about it or something. And I think that's similarly, like we get to talk and share about our personal relationship with the Lord and what that looks like. And so that they get to see that so that that is quote unquote normal to them or, or possible to them. So, yeah, I love that. I love that you're challenged to, to do that too. And that's, kind of a vulnerable thing, right? Your prayer language oh, yeah. is very personal. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know for me, it's still sometimes I'm like, this sounds strange, right? And I have to get over that and think, you know, there's, it's just what it is. And so I love that, that you're yeah. thinking along those same lines. Yeah. Well, we were even having connect group the other night, like just unpacking it because in all honesty, it's not something that I hear a lot of, mm-hmm. like taught of in the church, especially mm-hmm. our church where we are. And it's something that, you know, we were encouraged to do. And I was kind of like, oh, my goodness, I don't even exercise this gift. I'm not using it. Like, And so I listened to an amazing podcast and she just really unpacked the power of speaking in tongues and then even teaching our kids to do it. And I was thinking, heck, yes. Why couldn't my daughter do that? Like, you know, there's no limits in heaven. So why can't she? Yes. Yes. I love, uh, I love the the saying that there is no junior Holy spirit. Yeah. It's the same one that we get the same one that they get. And so, yes, I was not raised in a, in a spirit filled church where that was part of it. We really didn't talk about healing or deliverance or any of those things. And so it's been really fun again, kind of back to that, where God has me and in my journey, you know, and my husband and his journey, we all, all of our journeys look a little different, but it's really I'm really thankful that the Lord is, you know, he gave us our kids. He, oh, he knows every detail, right? That he gave us our kids. And that now my oldest, like we get to start having these conversations. And I always think about this, that, you know, I had to walk through a season of my parents are, I'm so thankful that they, you know, they raised me in a Christian home. And while we disagree on some theological, some things theologically, um, you know, I've had to think of like their ceiling was my floor. And so now my children, my ceiling, where I get my understanding of kingdom, my understanding of the power and the authority that, that we have access because we have the Holy spirit, whether, you know, the, the gifts and all of this, my ceiling gets to be my baby's floor. And what an honor and a privilege to, to me personally, it's, it's a personal walk that I get to get to hear and then just pass that torch and they get to see this journey. And so it's humbling and it's exciting. And I think that the Holy spirit is doing some awesome things and he is just looking for empty vessels to pour out. My gosh, I just, I'm sitting here with my pen and paper. You're just nailing it. All of these quotes, like one liners. I love that. Their ceiling is my floor, like, or, you know, with your parents, their ceiling. That is so true. That's what I want for, you know, our kids, you know, and where I am now in my walk with the Lord, again, as I was, you know, referring to your son, I don't want to be, uh, I, I want me to, my daughter and my son to be way further ahead than what I am at this stage now. Like, so that's so cool. Yeah. It's exciting. Right. And I think for me, I had to do some, um, 
hum, I had to humble myself and think, no, my parents, God knew what parents I needed. And that, you know, maybe again, we don't, maybe, maybe I will get further along or not even know further along is the right, but my eyes are open to more. And I think I love the verse. It's deep calls to deep. God wants to take us deeper and never taking him at face value or that surface level, because I lived most of my Christian walk until about five ish, you know, five, 10 years ago, most of my walk was very surface and I was doing all, I was checking off all the boxes. This is where I caution the mom of checking the boxes off. It's not about that. Um, you know, and I checked all the boxes off. I went to church, you know, I tried to read my Bible and enjoy it, even if I didn't understand it and all the things. And so the relationship looks a lot different and I want my kids to have an authentic relationship, not just to mark boxes off because that's what we should do or we need to do or we have to do, but that they want to spend time with the Lord. They get to open their Bible to read it. They, they choose to right activate those gifts or, or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. So true. And I think we've all been at that stage somewhere along the line in our walk where we feel like we need to just tick a box and I don't know about, maybe it's a teacher thing. Who knows? Getting the, the to-dos crossed off. But that's what it has been about. And I find myself resorting back to those habits quite a bit, which aren't life-giving at all. And you're so right. It's That's not what I want to model to my children either. I want to make this authentic and that they get to, they want to. There's that desire. And we were just having a discussion yesterday. My daughter said she wanted to be a lot older than what, she is she's six and I said why do you want to be older and she said so no one can control me or tell me what to do and I said to her okay well that's that's fair and she goes nobody tells you what to do and I said well sort of and I said God you know he kind of tells me what to do he asked me to do things that maybe I don't really want to do and I said but I do those things and do you know why I do them and she was like oh because it's God asking and I was like no, I do those things because I love him and I want to please him. And that's that's why I do it. You know, it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to hand out a whole bunch of cash to the church or whatever. I do it because I, I love him and I want to be obedient and I want to honor him. And that's what it's about. And so, yeah, <laughs> cool. cool. Yes. Have those, I love having well, those kind of discussions. Yes, it's that fear, that that reverent fear and that in awe and wonder, wow, how could I not want to make him happy and please him? Yeah. And the, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't, or I'm not yeah. going to measure up, or I'm not enough, or he's not going to love me, or he's not going to bless me if I don't. Yeah, again, that's, that is a... That is really important. We really, two things I think we have to, we get to, we answer this every day who we, who we believe we are in Christ and who we believe God to be not just on a piece of paper and facts, but truly in our hearts, how, how we act and how we live. I love that example of your daughter saying that. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's not, I think her and my six-year-old would get a long period. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably. Right. <laughs> so before we wrap it up, could you please tell the listeners where they can find you? Cause I'm sure we're going to have people wanting to know way more about you. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I do have a podcast. It's called the Seek First CEO Podcast. It is geared toward Christian, kingdom-minded entrepreneur, entrepreneurial women. We have lots of mamas in there. And so that's where you can find me there. I'm also on social media, on mostly on Instagram. And I do have a Facebook group as well. And you can find me under Heather Shriver Burns. Oh, thank you. I also so have a much. website, heatherschriverburns.com. But yeah, there's that. I'll link all of that in the description. That has been amazing. I've just, 
I hope my listeners, I know they will. They're going to get so much out of this. It's been so life-giving and I so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.